0: Hey everyone welcome back to the empowered jewish living podcast hope that you're doing well we just entered into the jewish month of adar and as we know from our jewish tradition adar is the month of joy purim is in the month of adar and uh, it's just meant to as a month to be happy which means number one that the happiness is just in the energy of the month it's in the air there is great potential for joy but also it's something that we want to work on we want to focus on that always accessing the secrets the deep secrets of happiness especially in difficult times both difficult times in the world, difficult times in our life. So we're going to be speaking a lot about happiness over the next couple of weeks. This is a very special year because it is a Jewish leap year, which means that there is actually a whole second month of Adar. It's Adar times two. That's just the way it works in the Jewish calendar. So as we enter into this new month, I wanted to put joy on your radar and share with you an episode which was actually originally posted two years ago with an incredible human being who spends his entire life trying to bring joy to others. His name is Mayor K. I'm a huge fan of his. And since I posted this podcast two years ago, the audience has, thank God, grown significantly. And lots of you probably never heard this episode. And I want you to hear it. I want you to get to know Mayor Kay, who's awesome. Since we recorded this podcast, Mayor Kay has taken on lots of new projects. He's become a breathwork facilitator. I've personally used him in my own breathwork journey. He's just launching now a new children's series on YouTube. He always has just great, great projects that he's working on. And uh, he has so much wisdom and personal life experience, and he just does great work. So if you heard this once before, enjoy it again. If it's your first time ever hearing this episode, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Here is my conversation together with my wife, Devorah Buxbaum, and Mayor Kay. Hey there friends. Thanks for joining Shlomo Bucksbaum here. Welcome back to the Empowered Jewish Living podcast. I'm so happy, so grateful that you're here with us for another great conversation. So, as we get closer to the holiday of Purim, it is a great time of year to really like, do a self-check in whether we're positive enough, whether we smile enough, whether we laugh enough, whether we go through our day doing our best to put ourselves in a state of joy as we know joy is a mindset we say this all the time on the podcast bismcha with joy has the same hebrew letters as Machshava, our mindset because that's really what joy is it's 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 thinking thoughts that will help change our mood and put us in that state of joy And it's also a time of year to do a self-check-in, whether we're kind enough to others and whether we try to bring joy to others. So that's a little bit of a setup for what we're going to be speaking about in today's podcast. Today is the second in a three-part series of guests whose their lives are all about bringing laughter and joy to others. And who better than the amazing Mayor Kay? Mayor Kay is a filmmaker and internet sensation whose viral videos have amassed over 350 million views and his social media presence has upwards of 1 million followers. He makes videos that focus on spreading positivity, emphasize the importance of being happy, and showcase random acts of kindness. He's also a marathon runner, world traveler, motivational speaker, social activist, and mental health advocate. In 2017, Mayer launched Super Soul Parties on Super Soul Sunday to provide an enjoyable Super Bowl party and a plethora of other services to the homeless starting in his new york hometown this annual event is now hosted in 36 cities around the country that aid the homeless with food clothing haircuts toiletries and referrals to mental health professionals. I'm also excited to have back on the podcast, my partner in crime, Devora Buxbaum, who always takes our podcast to the next level. So this is gonna be a really great episode. I'm so excited, I think you'll really enjoy it. The podcast, as usual, is a project of the LEV experience. Please check us out at levx.org. And you can help support this podcast by sponsoring an episode or picking up a copy of my book, The Four Elements of an empowered life. It's in its second printing. It's selling in stores on Amazon. And uh, thank God uh, many people have have read it. The feedback has been wonderful. And uh, most importantly, I want you to have a copy and uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on it. I really think that uh, that, uh, you'll enjoy If you do enjoy the podcast, please consider subscribing, leave ratings and comments, and connect with me on all the social media platforms, and most importantly, share it with others. We're trying to get these conversations out into the world. There's so many podcasts, and we're we're so excited to see our little Empowered Jewish Living podcast community growing by the episode, and thank you for being a part of that. So um, here we go. Here he is, Mayor K. This is the Empowered Jewish Living Podcast, where we explore the beauty of Judaism, the depth of Jewish wisdom, and how to live a more empowered life. So it is the month of Adar, a time of simcha, a time of joy, bringing joy to the masses. And who's better to have on the Empowered Jewish Living Podcast than a man who has brought joy and happiness to gazillions of people mayor have we hit a gazillion yet
1: we're very very close if not yet yeah yeah we're gazillion views over 30 languages uh translated to three languages we're, we're definitely making an impact thank god awesome
0: so mayor k is the man welcome mayor k to the empowered jewish living podcast great to be here thanks for having me wow yes, hope everybody has and- a great day I'm happy to be alongside somebody else that brings joy to millions of people. My wife, Devorah Buxbaum, welcome back.
2: Woo! Nice to be here. Thank you
1: for having me.
0: And you should know, Mayor, we don't often get Devorah on the podcast. It has to be a really, really special guest. So this is a big compliment to all of us.
1: I'm enamored by the by couple the couples that do this together, and this, hashtag couple goals right here. I would love to do this one day with my with my bershert. Um, yes, amazing, awesome. And by the way, when we
0: get into fights on the podcast, we always edit it out afterwards. So there's never any any of those awful moments.
1: <laughs> I bet that's the juice, though. That's the juice. I'm sure there's so much stuff learned that, you learned in that. That's know? the but, unedited uh, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram version.
0: Okay, so Mayor, let's let's share a little bit of your work with the audience. We know you, I know you forever. I remember um, uh, when I first got, the, the first video that I saw of yours was the Slapping Five in New York City. For those listeners that are not familiar, Mayor did, I guess we can call it a social experiment or just a video to bring joy to people. And when New Yorkers would stick out their hands, um by the way the the podcast people are hearing it they're not seeing it so we can't show the we video should post it in the show notes maybe yeah we'll we'll yeah, link to it good idea. but when people would stick out their hand unbeknownst to them lurking behind them was mayor Kay, who would just pop out open. opening. Wow, you're making me sound very by.
1: very creepy it wasn't lurking it was very spontaneous <laughs> but yes
0: that's <laughs> as you were. i i probably i just watched that again and again you know of the millions yeah. of views that that has i'm probably half of those You know, because I watched that, I got a lot of joy. And then we saw the other social experiment of you putting your head down and falling asleep on people in the subway to see if they'd be tolerant of that. And then I pretty much just ended up kind of binge watching, you know, all of your stuff since, since then. So I know you, I know you well, but not all the listeners do. So can you give us a little bit of a flavor, an overall view of all of your, of your work, all your different projects that you do? Because I know that you do so many. So kind of share that a little bit with us. 100%.
1: 100%. You know, people ask, am I afraid to go ahead and do these types of like social experiments? I mean, back then when I did high five New York, high fiving people while they waited for cabs, I don't think we had the language of social experiment back then. It was before then. Um, but for I, I find that I just get drawn to these types of circumstances. And I feel like it's a gift from God, from Hashem, to be able to connect with people from all types of backgrounds. And if you're not using it, you're going to lose it. So I, I I have this passion to connect with people, to make people smile, laugh, think deeper than their own pre, you know, current existence. And at the same time, I also appreciate film, uh, acting, performance. So for me, it was a no-brainer to connect these two things and you know, make people smile, make people think, make people sm- laugh through filmmaking. And so when YouTube started coming about, social media was starting to explode. I'm sorry, before social media started to explode, but these avenues were in existence, I was like, what a great way for me to share the message and to be able to have an outlet of creativity. Um, and thankfully things like you mentioned have gone viral from an early stage and the word was able to get out. I was like, oh my gosh, people are thirsty for this type of language, for this type of messaging. Um, at the time there was a lot of pranks going on online. People were experimenting with different types of, you know, videos. And even though I had the opportunity to get drawn and have to be part of these social groups and to create content that way. And it was quick. It was a quick buck. It was, um, a way to really get subscribers fast, to get money, fast, fame, fast, Um, I had to really at an early stage ask myself, is that the voice I want to put out into the world? And it wasn't, uh, I wasn't right away. It wasn't a straight no right away. I had to go back home and think about it when I was offered that, um, that opportunity. Uh, but I realized, you know, it's, it's maybe a, a slower road to quote unquote success or what I what I deemed success at the time, but it definitely was my way. And I'm really grateful to be able to have had the know-how back then to go and say, hey, I want to put a stamp of positivity in the world and stuck to it. So since the High Five New York is sleeping on the subway, I've done multiple experiments, social experiments with people, short films that bring out positive messaging. And, uh, and through creating videos, I have actually started my own nonprofit as well. So there's a whole range of, Little did I know that in 2022, would I be, you know, a founder or a nonprofit from creating videos, but that's when you sort of let go of the steering wheel and say, God, yo, use me, show me, tell me what you know, how do I show up today to uh, have a, a greater impact in the world?
0: Yeah. And I want to get into all that stuff, but I'm just curious when you wow. first got started, I remember looking back I, the the falling asleep on strangers' shoulders. I believe, if I remember correctly, that one you did with another old friend of mine, Eladna Harai, I believe, was, had something to do with that, and I think that yeah, he's an old friend, and I think that was for charity. So did you, when you were doing those first videos, was like, what, what did your life look like then? Like, what were you, what were you doing? What was the goal then?
1: Mm, yeah it's so funny you know charity is a very successful company now now i wish i got paid in stocks than in the <laughs> actual paycheck they gave me but yeah they uh they they may have seen my talent before i did but back then here i am i'm i'm 22 23 years old and 23 years old i just came back from getting my smicha my rabbinical degree in singapore uh i just uh between getting my, the, graduating my smicha, I actually spent a year and a half backpacking the world by myself. So I come back to the U.S., I have all this energy, I have all this life experience, I'm young, I'm vivacious, I'm super good looking, and I'm- uh, I had re- really just, long hair at the time? I had very long hair at the yeah. time. My mom was like, where did I go wrong? She was like <laughs> having an anxiety attack. Um, she's freaking out. <clears throat> I literally came off, you know, this was not maybe the greatest thing, but I literally came off after not seeing it for a year and a half. My hair was long. I Dafka wore all my specifically wore all the clothing i bought in india so i look total i look, totally look like a total hippie In a shower for weeks and my mom's like face drops but you know only love. you know Thank that God. sitcom oh there was gosh. a
0: netflix sitcom like that where this girl goes off to thailand and then she like she gets married there to like some super hippie guy and then she comes back to like london and her parents are very like cookie cutter and she yeah. comes home and she has this like wild guy who's kind of kind of like you yeah. It was
1: yeah. <laughs> it was literally like that. I was it was it was insane to like yeah, it was it was really uh integration period coming back with a family and, and all that. And that that was that was also very beautiful, and it was really cool to see also how like so much has happened happens in a year and a half, but sometimes you come back home and things are just the same. There's so much there's so much to talk about around about that. But anyways, here I am. I just came, got my smicha. I've traveled the world, I'm back, and through my conversations through backpacking, I realized that. I've always been, when people ask, hey, so what are you going to do when you get back home? I realized I wanted to, I was always saying, hey, I want to create films. I want to be, I want to, I want to be creative. I didn't really have a specific path. Back then, my friends were all into real estate, Amazon, you know, doing the uh, sort of mainstream type of businesses and thank God they had a lot of success. But that didn't really talk to me. They talked to certain parts of me, but it didn't really talk to the essence of me. And so I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I think part of traveling helped me get to realization of, hey, I love people. Hey, I love creating. So when I came back here, I started messing around with that. I got a job in a warehouse. But then I started going on the streets and just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then that idea of High Five New York came to me and I created that video. I was like, why not? I t- teamed up with my friend, Ellie Weintraub. We created the video, went online, it went viral. And then I was like, oh my God, maybe there's something here. So you're, I'm, I'm this you know, young idealist believing that the world is filled with good people um and that you know there's a beautiful story with the with the, rebbe, the rebbe that a guy went over to him during dollars and he had a moment of just connection and he said you know i get so frustrated with people you know just, just like sometimes they'll may be nice with you but then after a few minutes you realize that there's some other alternative they're not really that great and the rebbe gave this beautiful example of like how you can look at the world, and you can look outside and see beautiful flowers and, and grass, and everything looks beautiful. But if you start digging, right, then you come to the mud. But you can't stop there because you got to keep on digging. That's when you hit the minerals and all that beauty that's beyond that mud. So he's like, so so too with life. I think sometimes we, you know, people get turned off so quickly with with other fellows and other human beings, and we start to quickly to judge. But I, thankfully. I've had the experience to be able to just see past that and connect on a soul level and, and realize that if someone is hurting or someone is distant or cold or judgmental, it's usually because they're going through something. And it's not really you, the person who's receiving it and to show more compassion there. So I just feel like it was just this calling to me to, when it came back to connect with people, spread good messaging and utilize the internet uh, and social media for good.
0: I love that. I love that. So you mentioned over there that you were, Going to for a binic ordination in Singapore. I don't even understand where Singapore yeah. <laughs> comes in over there. But just tell me what happened to the rabbi track? Did that also kind of change while you were backpacking?
1: It it didn't change while I was backpacking. So during um I grew up I grew up Chabad. So part of the programming in Chabad is it's we all sort of graduate or we had the choice to graduate to smith the Rebbe, the rabbi wanted everybody to be the rabbi of their own home right. so it was just part of the the, the education part of the program part of the program so i i followed the program the year before that i was in manchester england i did a year of Shulcha's outreach over there running programs for kids teens and adults and then the following year i got the opportunity to go to singapore where we did all those programming but as well as had the opportunity to graduate so i did that i followed that throughout my years growing up in the Chabad movement there were moments of inspiration where I was like, oh, I would like to be a traditional rabbi and have my you know, community and, and have programming and perhaps be sent out to somewhere exotic and live there. I did have this, I already knew from a young age, I always loved the world. I wanted to live somewhere interesting. And I actually had the opportunity to like run Passover Seder is around the world. And where I really got drawn to at one point was Bali. I was there five times and I got to know the community very well. And if it was anywhere in the world, there for the
0: festival where they throw colored
1: sand at each other. That's Holly. That's Holly. That's in India. Mm -hmm. Um, that, yeah, yeah. But that's also fantastic. And, and, and they have their own um, incredible festivals that go on in Bali. But when I was there, I, I was very much connected and if any, there was a moment of inkling of like inspiration. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that here. Maybe I'll go back to the U S find somebody to marry and come back here. But as I traveled and it's through life experience, it wasn't necessarily through the backpacking that I diverted from that specific track. And never was it really forced on me to do that, but I learned so much. There was so much wisdom and so much people, so many uh, tools I've learned through the system that I was able to you know, connect and realize that throughout my own being, I don't think i have for now, envision myself to be in one place constantly. Hmm. What I love about the internet, what I love about being able to spread these messages through, the, through, through videos is that I'm able to connect with millions of people and travel the world and have that freedom to do so. Hmm. Um, and I think it's awesome. that, And I have so much admiration for people who dedicate their life to one specific place and community and God bless them. So um, it's just, you know, just listening to my inner voice and, and being led by- what We get, get it, by like. the way, we
0: moved from Rockville, Maryland to Silver Spring, Maryland. It was like, you know, moving across across the world. it's only 20 <laughs> minutes, but-
1: Hey, it feels- It was exotic it. for us.
0: <laughs> so tell us about, so what is this nonprofit? Tell us all about that.
1: Oh, so Super Soul Party is a nonprofit that I started back in 2017. And what, well, actually, Two years later, um, but in 2017, I was going out on the streets of New York City, just, you know, creating perhaps another video, so to speak, another social experiment. And this one was focused around people who are experiencing homelessness. It was a couple of hours before the Super Bowl, and it was uh, a time where people get together. People, it's like a non- non-official holiday in the U.S., right? People get oh, yeah. together with friends and family and people who aren't. It who all are the characteristics
0: of being like a real, you know, Jewish chag.
1: Yeah, exactly. Food, was-
0: family, everything.
1: All of it, just yeah, just celebration, and people who don't have family, who don't have family and friends, could feel that much more lonely. So I figured I'll go out in the streets, and I called up a friend of mine who had a uh, a rooftop. He said, "Mayor, bring whoever you want." So I went on the streets of New York City, invited six, seven guys to a Super Bowl party that was taking place on this rooftop, and there was food and drink, and we connected as humans, and it, I saw the transformation that took place between when they came, came into the party and when they left, and they were just different human beings. And uh, it was a beautiful evening. I was inspired. They were to posted the video and went viral. And I didn't really think much of it. The following year, I started getting messages leading up to the Super Bowl with people from around the states who weren't Jewish, who were Jewish, different backgrounds. I was like, "Mayor, how do we get involved with your Super Bowl party this year?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Yeah, I saw your video from last year. I want to get involved this year." And that's when I realized this thing was much bigger than me. It has own legs. And so I decided to like get involved with it. I mean, I'm just a video guy. I'm a film guy. I've, so I had all, all these limiting beliefs of what I am, but then I started to realize that there's a calling to, you know, some a need to be taking place. And, and, uh, so I stepped into that and I paused my video creation. And I just started, you know, stepping into arranging party and we made another party in New York city. And then we did one in Los Angeles. And then the following year, more people got want to get involved and we got picked up by new by the news, national news. And so we created it in multiple cities. And then in 2020, I promised that I would do it in 20 cities, and we did. We did it in 20 wow. cities. We had Super soul parties in 20 cities, uh, and then this year for 2022, God willing, we we're going to be in 35 cities. Wow! The States. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. The goal is to be in every state in America, and that to change the psyche when it comes to the, for the Americans when it comes to Super Bowl Super Bowl season, to ask how do I get involved with my local Super Like soul a season party. of kindness. 100%. Let's extend that. People get involved with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas, that type of year. We want to extend that throughout the year wow
2: wow so what do each of those parties look like like what in each city what do those look like
1: great question so at every party there's um of course the game <clears throat> excuse me there's game there's hot food there's drinks non-alcoholic of course but beyond that there's barbers there's uh there's clothing drives there's dignity bags with essentials but even beyond that what's really the core of these parties is less about the food and the drink but what takes place is the camaraderie when you walk in there you don't know who's homeless who's not there's a transformation that takes place with people who are volunteer. They realize that these people are human, that there's you know, a certain part of us shuts down when we see pain. It's so hard to live in a big city and see these people on the street who are living on the streets. And so what happens is we lose a bit of part of ourselves and that affects our people who we love in our own lives. So there's no way we could just shut down a part of us and then turn it right back on when we see our friends and family and kids. something missing. So, and, but it's a way that we just, you know, are able to just survive the pain that's around us. So what we do here is that we're able to break down those barriers and realize like, wait, there's a fellow human being. I could connect with them on a human level. And then on, on people who are experiencing homeless side, they sometimes lose the, uh, the awareness that they're human, that they deserve dignity, that they, they deserve love. And that's the core of which I found when you remove mental illness away from the from the issue. The reason how, why people cannot rebuild their lives and hold down a job, for example, they don't think this, they don't think themselves as worthy. So at these parties, the, really the essence of the mission statement is to really rebuild dignity and community. So people can really help build their lives. And we have different social uh, programming that takes place there, different representatives from different nonprofits that we work with to bring those resources to these super soul parties.
2: Wow. So it sounds like more happens after the Super Bowl. Like it's not, it doesn't just end there.
1: Super yeah, no, hundred percent not. It's super bowl is definitely a great time for that to happen in person, but the magic ha- a lot more happens beyond just wow. the super soul party. Yeah.
2: That's
1: and, incredible.
0: That really is incredible. That's amazing. Now I know that you picked up some other projects along the way. I know you wrote you wrote a children's book.
1: Yeah, a kids book about optimism. Wrote that during the heart of the lockdown back in 2020. Yeah, it was definitely yeah that was a lot of fun. That was a way for me just to get through to be more optimistic. I needed a project. It was so hard not to be around people and friends and and doing live events. So luckily, I teamed up with this uh, publishing company called A Kids Book About, okay. and they uh, and now actually there's a company called A Kids Company About. It really expanded since then and uh and we were and we we together created my first uh book my first children's book and so what were like, some
0: of the what was what are some of the key messages over there and i'm sure that what is uh, the
1: book called a kid's book about optimism yes yeah, oh, that's,
0: that's it's what called. it's called okay. kids book yeah. about optimism yeah. and i'm yeah. sure that it could it's probably also an adult book about optimism because we could all work on optimism it's not like adults have the whole thing down pat so like tell us some of the key messages
1: yeah, so it's really great. What what this what this book does is that it's it's a like you mentioned, a, a way for adults to talk to children and or teachers or educators to talk to their students in a really fun, easy manner to to, to just like talk about hard topics. That's what the whole ethos of the kids book about is all about. They have, they touch on different topics anxiety, depression, divorce, happiness, optimism. So um, and in that we just break down what we talk about what optimism isn't, we talk about what optimism is, and then break down different tools around how one can be a bit more optimistic. So like, for example, we break down the notion that optimism is not about always being happy. It's also, it's about, you know, having faith. Right now, if you broke your arm, it's sad, it hurts. It's okay to be sad, but we can also be optimistic and knowing that it's going to get better and be excited about that, look forward towards that. Optimism tools like surrounding yourself with good, with, you know, with people who are optimistic, people who are, you know, who who think in that sort of manner. To be gentle with oneself. Um, just very simple, easy tools written in a fun. And actually what's really cool is that this, this uh, book doesn't have any photos, any pictures. It's all, it's all done with graphics and fun and fun colors, but it's really focusing on to, to talk to kids, like kids are ready. Kids are ready to have these topics and to be learned in this way. So, um, I would say it's for ages five to 11 and, um, it's really fun. It's, it's, I bring down really fun examples, my own personal life and, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I may be biased, but I think it's a great, it's a great read.
0: That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's amazing. Check it out. I see so we're already checking it out over here. I, I think yeah. that there's something really, one of the things that I've really found uh, very, very uh, intriguing and exciting and special and unique about you is that the videos, I remember seeing the videos and, you know, the the initial reaction to the video seeing you is, you know, here's a guy who is always bouncing, he's always happy, he's always positive, he's always smiling, he's always. And then as I watched you more and more, I got the sense that there was um that there, that there was something more there. That this wasn't just like, hey, let me jump into a room and start, you know, being a clown, but that actually this was coming from from a very, very deep place. Um, I think really, when I started listening to your podcast a couple of months ago, I think I really kind of sensed somewhat of a different side, you know that just hearing the questions and hearing your conversations uh, with people on your podcast, which by the way, for the listeners it's called the Great day podcast. Um, and just for all the listeners, keep on listening because as you listen more, more you'll hear about more and more projects. again, we're like really scratching the surface. But the great day podcast, the, you know the conversations, were so so deep and so real and you had a way of getting your guests probably to open up and share things that they didn't you know in 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 previous podcasts and that really i don't know it kind of like it, it it reaffirmed what what i i kind of sensed and then just as i was researching a little bit more just to prepare for this podcast i saw your kind of ted style talk uh for mic drop And uh, that really shed a lot of light. So can you take us back a little bit into that journey? Maybe you can share a little bit with the listeners about what you spoke about in the mic drop talk and kind of how that feeds into your motivation, and what you do.
1: Yeah, totally. I I think there's, there's, it's been a journey, you know, there's definitely, uh, if, um, like I saw this meme that one person goes over to his old friend and says, he says, you've changed. And he answers, aren't we supposed to? And um, I think for some time, I've been afraid of that change, right? There's mm-hmm. been a, fr- a fear of like, this is my brand. I must show up in a very happy, positive, consistent way always <laughs> and never bring, break that mask. And what happens there is that there is no space to be human. And there adds a lot of unnecessary pressure to show up in a very perfect manner. Um, and I, am full, and I, I I do believe, you know, and it's a, it's a, very, it's a Jewish principle to, to approach life with simchon, with happiness, with joy. And that joy breaks all barriers. And I definitely believe that. But I also have come to realize that it's also so important to feel one's feelings and to also, you know, work through whatever it is that's going through and not just push it down hide from it, you know, not be afraid to talk about it. The bravest thing one could do is ask for help. So, I mean, you're so starting off in my, I guess, earlier in my quote unquote career, a lot of my messaging was around happiness, connection. Big smiles, And I still live by that and do that today. So to create that kind of stuff. But I also have gotten a lot more courageous to be able to show other sides. And what I loved about my podcast, it was, that it was, a, it was an avenue for me to be able to show that side to myself, express that side to myself, and to feel a bit more seen by people who've, who've, who've sort of been following me or have known me for, for quite a few years. And I also have conversations that I've been dying to have and curious to have with people who I've looked up to. So it was really an excuse for me to let's get into the room with someone for an hour who I look up to and say, hey, let's talk about life and and make this happen. So so throughout so there was a motivation for me to 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 allow people to say hey, be happy, be excited don't be afraid of your fellow. Don't be afraid of yourself. And that was my earlier messaging. And for a while, I was afraid to break that facade. And when people ask me, Hey, how are you so happy all the time? I would give them some cliche answer, but I realized that I was, I was denying them a truth that it's also okay not to feel happy all the time. And once I was able to work through that on my own, I was able to show up that way and express that message as well. And because here we are and we're perfectly imperfect, right? God didn't create us like angels. God created angels to be angels and God created human beings to be well humans. So, um, so, I, it does come from a deep place of the reason why I am so fascinated and so passionate about connecting with people and helping people to feel seen. And that could be through high fiving someone in the streets of New York City, throwing a DJ dance party in the subway, or hosting a Super Bowl party for people who are experiencing homelessness, is because I know what it feels like to be unseen, to feel alone, to, f- to feel that loneliness. And to touch on what you said about this Mike Trop TED Talk video. In that video, I talk about my journey through depression uh, in my teen 20s, um, where I was going through a lot of transition in my life. And especially back then, we're talking, you know, 15 so years ago, where these types of talks about mental health was a lot, it was a lot, a lot more hush-hush, shunned, stigma around it, um, a lot of fear around what would it be like to date, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, and so that coming from that place, digging, you know, having that experience, I realized for my own self, I do not want anybody to feel like they're alone in the world. So that's perhaps why I'm so invited to talk at middle school, high schoolers to talk about, you you know, leadership, their own strength, why they matter so much, why everybody matters. And then also why I'm so connected to just making these messages in so many different types of ways. Some of them, it will make you laugh. Someone will make you think. some Someone will make you cry, um, but to make people realize that a their full potential, that they matter, that they're not alone in the experience, that in the human experience, and that there's um, and there's and there's so much beauty uh, to celebrate in life. So, um, like, so today, I'm definitely my my sort of brand or the, or the person who I am is a lot more diversified, and uh, and it's awesome because it's a lot. It's so freeing to be able to show up and to remove the shame, the guilt, the fear, and in place, put it with, you know, support, love, compassion for self and for other. And then everybody wins because then we all just shine a lot more brightly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, it is it's it is interesting and I love seeing that brand develop. I, I, I remember you did a video with, uh, in Times Square with Matthew Silver.
1: Yeah, is, Matthew. Yes,
0: who, who again, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I, I don't know his work that well. I know some of his stuff, you know, um, definitely he is, I guess, more, you know, his, perfor- he, he's just super, performance ast- artist. what performance is that?
1: Artist. He's a, he's a, he's a real true performance artist where yes. he goes on the streets and he performs and he makes you feel, feel things. Perhaps he'll be uncomfortable, but he really makes you feel things. And I've had the opportunity to sit down with Matthew off camera and like any other artist, um very very deep very well very well so i was gonna
0: say but i'm not sure that he allows the audience to see maybe again i don't know his work that well maybe he does but i don't i i, I got the impression that he's more just, just uh, sort of showing that external side of joy M- maybe i'm wrong about that maybe he does share more kind of of, of his own personal thing but i th- I think that that's really cool about you know your brand and how you have really allowed people to enter into your know, kind of your, your personal space
1: yeah yeah totally i mean there's there's i think there's always room for healthy boundaries and to and, and for anybody who's listening to like also like you know work through that and share that and have the support if one wants to share with family and friends on on their journey to go ahead and do it with, with, with that kind of love and support. And at the same time uh, it's, it's with that being said, it's, there's so much growth and so much freedom that comes along with that to not having to like close things up and to, to bottle up one's emotion, to really find a a safe and healthy avenue to, to really express one's inner world. I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with having the feelings and emotions one goes through. It's just about being human and yeah.
0: One of the things that I've I've been doing a lot of teaching recently, a lot of my own personal learning and teaching recently, but I've always been into the teachings of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov um, for for many, many, many years. And we, we've we discussed it a lot over here on, on the podcast as well. And I, I think that anyone who's familiar with Jewish literature will associate, obviously the Torah speaks about, joy in you know a couple of places but definitely the overwhelming emphasis the emphasis emphasis on serving hashem with joy if you look at most of the quotes most of them are associated with rabbi nachman of breslov right and rabbi nachman of breslov by no stretch had an easy life and very clear he says in many many different places how he struggled very much with sadness and he didn't have an easy life he lost a child he lost his wife he had his home burned down he moved from place to place he was sick you know he died young he had a lot a lot of pain in his life and yet it's his quotes the quotes from rabbi nachman that really focus he was definitely the one who took i i believe and again i'm not that familiar maybe i'm wrong maybe this is some in chabad as well but i think you know, certainly for the mainstream most people think of the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, when they think about sort of going overboard to really, really, you know, bring out bring out um, that that joy, I remember uh, several years back, right after Robin Williams died, after he committed suicide, and that was a hot topic, and that really, the I think the spotlight came out that so many people who are able to bring joy to others are able to do that because they themselves have tremendous empathy they're tremendously sensitive there's a uh, there's a a, a, a above and beyond sensitivity and that's really how they're able to bring joy so it's it's the bringing joy to others that almost comes i don't want to say at a cost but you know that's really what 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 it's what it's what it's built upon no uh, do you find that in your own work as well
1: yeah you know what i find is that um is that Is that the reason I feel like comedians, performers are the ones that, you know, we associate, um, like, oh, they have all this, they bring so much joy to people and laughter, and then, then themselves have this inner turmoil, is that A, I think everybody has that inner turmoil in their own respect, but not necessarily does everybody go out and show, you know, a certain side to themselves. But I think people who are performers are just a lot more sensitive to the world. And that's why they have the ability. That's the gift. That's the double-edged sword. They have the ability to connect with people, connect with them on so many different ways. A whole range of people to be able to have the nuance in life and to see the funny in it because they get it so well. They they're empaths. They're so empathetic to it all. They draw in the energy. Um, but on the flip side of to that is as well as that it's this emotional roller coaster. It's it's like oh my god, all this information is being taken in, all these feelings coming up, and that's and that's the crazy journey. That's why the twenty seven club, you know. Is, is around is because it's, it's that like pinnacle age where it's just so much turmoil in life. And unless you get a handle of it and, and, and get the support that one's needed, it could really dr- one could drown themselves in all that. Um, so, I so there's definitely a, something to say about uh, those who who are just more sensitive musicians, artists, creatives. Uh, again, I'm not shutting down, I'm not saying people who are on Wall Street don't have this either, but I, I would say there's a lot more sensitivity or just people who are expressing that a lot more. And so, hence, they have to deal with that more. They're more aware of this of this internal world where some people don't want to deal with it. Right. Some people are like, nah, keep it simple, keep it light, shut it off, turn off the light switch. You know, we don't have to look at it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, that's also a coping mechanism. I'm not shutting that too. Everybody has their way of going about life. Uh, but I definitely relate to the Robin Williams, the Jim Carrey's, the, uh, the different artists in the world who, who go about and and bring joy and laughter and connection to people and the in the communities around them, and at the same time have to you know get to work on their on what's going on within, within themselves, and to be and to have to you know straddle that beast and to uh, and then and there's an incredible uh, beauty to that because as one goes deeper, as I go, I'll speak personally, as I go deeper in my inner work and by gosh, it is work, you know, Um, then uh, I'm able to, I'm able to touch a lot, you know, I'm able to go deeper with other people and and have a more profound experience uh, with the people in my life and uncover, I mean, that's, I mean, all the sages um, in our tradition in Judaism, and as well as in other capital T truths, always come back to it's, us versus ourselves, you know, yitzhara, taro yitzhara, the good and evil inclination. And it's not always comes down to eating the cheeseburger or not, but it's also about how do we give up on life or not? Or how do we approach a hard topic or not? Are we allowing the ex- external circumstances swallow us up? Are we going to allow us to get, you know, to s- be indifferent to God and to higher power or just throw it out the window? No, be angry at God. But that shows that you have an experience with God, you have a relationship with God. But are we just going to turn turn that part of ourselves off? I don't want to feel that anymore, and just you know, and then and like going back to tying it in with like the homeless thing and connect with other humans. When we shut down that emotional part or part of our relationships, we just lose out, and we uh, we lose out on the beauty on life.
0: Yeah, You're, it's 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 really really powerful stuff. And I guess just just one more point on this, just to really kind of flesh it out a little bit more for mayor k today and maybe this would have been different if i asked you a while back you know but if let's say you're dealing with sadness or if you're helping someone else go through something like that like how do you find that balance between the, okay, maybe I can just drown it out by being, you know, super positive, you know, go and, you know, dance party and, and, and kind of drown it out. And there certainly is something, something about that, you know, like Rabbi Nachman says, sometimes you got to act a little bit silly, right? So there is definitely that tool in the toolbox. Let's drown it out by just being super positive, you know, by just, just you know, maybe I could smile away my pain, or there is the other approach and say no. You know, there's right. There's also that term. What do they say? Right, toxic positivity. Yeah. Right. There's also this. You know, maybe I'm just. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm. I'm just becoming too too plastic. Right. So I guess the question is like, you know, how do you balance it? When do you know which tool to pull out of the toolbox?
1: I mean, ultimately, I, you'll, I'll ask the person, if they sort of, you know, because what you just mentioned is, is a famous, you know, like, let's point to Rabbi Nachman and says, always be happy. And I think there's something beautiful about that. And I've done that in the past where I show up to a gig and I'm not really feeling it, but then I'll just like, I'll act it, I'll fake it. And then by the end of the night, I'm, I'm flying so high. I am truly happy. I feel so fulfilled by the, by what I've done that night. And it feels good. And my, and my mood has changed. And there's something to say about moving a muscle, change the thought I'm feeling down. I go for a run. My, my mood has changed, you know, and then I can tackle it with new energy. That being said to thyself, be true. I'll ask that person. What do you mean? Rabbi Nachman said, if I just always be happy and then like, uh, then I'll be happy. Right. But then I'll ask the person like, is that working for you? Is it working for you? Have you tried it? Oh, it's not working for you? Let's try a different approach. So I think it's like, I don't think it's just like the answer to all throughout. And maybe there is that element to like, be able to put on the smile, go through it, and yes, your mood will change. You know, you smile and they say scientifically, your brain, you know, sends messages to your psyche that, hey, you're happy. and at the same time, that is, I, from my experience, um, I'm so young and learning, um, it, that, has, that hasn't worked for me um, mm-hmm. and for some people that I know. So there is something to say about that, and it has worked. I used the examples in the past, but there's also to say, like, cool, get honest with yourself, um, go, go a little deeper and see why isn't that what you're happy. Um, it doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 50 or 75, no matter where in your life, you deserve to, to be happy. And I've changed happiness to equals peace of mind, serenity. Like mm-hmm. happiness is not always just like, well, I'm always happy. But like peace, like just calm. And that's coming from me, man. Like I lived off the roller coaster of emotion, you know, like yeah. jumping <laughs> off the walls and like <laughs> nut And like, and honestly a part of me was sad to, to uh big transition for me was, and sometimes I, to to let go of that, to like, Wanting to be that guy, always to feel that, um, but also with every high comes a you know a very deep low. and so it's it, you know through life it's it's the ability to just like with grace to approach every stage in one life like that was mayor when he was 16 that was mayor when he was 24 that was mayor now mayor when he's 32 and what's mayor gonna be when he's 42 i don't know but like I'm excited just to am, see yeah me too i'm excited <laughs> to see the best is yet to come but yet to be able to just like live now more in that in that space space of peace and, and and like just calmness and to appreciate instead of like you know all over the all over the spectrum <laughs> it's that fascinating. works for me yeah it's fascinating i um so, I mean, this, it's, it's like you say, I'm sorry to cut you up, but it's Purim, right? So Purim, like we're touching on Simcha, which is awesome. And like we're talking about making people happy, smile, going out of a conference, those, you know, make people feel connected and social experiments. But also around Purim is people wear a lot of masks. Right. And perhaps this Purim, we could challenge people to say, can we take off one mask and show yeah. up a, bit, a little bit more, you know, to that inner true Simcha. That, that type of Simcha, when you shut the lights off, when you're alone looking in the mirror, you're okay with who you look, who's looking back at you.
0: Whenever it comes Purim, I always think of this line by, by Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach that I love and I really think it captures Purim. He didn't say it about Purim, he said it about music. He said the greatest tune, the greatest music is a song that you can both dance to and cry to at the same time. I think that's so profound. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when we open up our that emotional bucket, sometimes we don't know what will come out. You know, there, there there's a singer, um, that we started listening to at the home, uh, who's also, you know, he's from the Breslov tradition. His name is Um Yair Elitzur, I think. He's Israeli. <clears throat> you yeah, he dresses like, you know, he's from Breslov. And in one of his songs that we like to listen to, he's kind of t- speaking about his life. It's 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 a, it's an upbeat song, but not, you know, it's but there's like a couple of times in the song, he lets out a sound which is like a half laugh and a half cry and like my kids like to just like is he laughing or is he crying and i'm like no he's doing both at the same time it's the most profound sound that you could think of like a laugh cry at the same time because it's just an unlocking of emotions like 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 all of my pain and i'm crying about it and i'm laughing about it at the same time why because like i'm i'm whole with it you know i'm at peace with it so- it, reminds
1: me of, it reminds me of that story with the Baal of like of the, the famous story with, uh, with the young child who comes to Yom Kippur. He's a farmer. He's a young farmer child and he doesn't know it's Yom Kippur and it's a holy day of the year and people are praying and fasting and, and everybody's praying in the Baal Shent of Shul. And, and this young kid comes to Shul and he's frustrated and he look, opens the Siddur and the prayer book and he realizes that he doesn't know how to read. And so he lets out the cry of a cock a doo doo And everybody yeah. looks around, angry, upset at this kid who's like, what is he doing over here disturbing the peace? And the Baal is like, this is the most holiest prayer here because it comes from the essence. It comes from the soul. And I sometimes think people who are on their journey of spirituality, of connection to, to Hashem, to God, um, and this is something I'm relearning, even though I grew up in the tradition and grew up religious, is that there's so much space. We've gotten that sometimes we get so caught up in the specifics and in the box that we sort of shun the uh the meditation that we have so, so deeply in our tradition or the or the or the openness of just like the truth of the vulnerability of us letting co- coming from like you said that place of deep cry or deep laughter but from just somewhere that's just very very real and no matter what the language is even if it's a cockatoo whatever that is in your own language in your own just to take the time and you may appreciate it with rabbi nachman's you know the spreaders going out in the field taking time and just like speaking to god in your own language so not to be discouraged um for me, for those who are listening to like, not be discouraged. Like, oh my God, I don't know so much. It's like, you know, you know, you are so much, you are so much and you have all the prayer within you. Yes. All you got is you just speak it, say it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, you know, my wife, we're, we're, we're different in the sense that I think, you know, we both love people. We both love people. But, you know, for me, like, well, let's just say my wife. Okay. So Dvara, she'll go into a supermarket and uh, with the goal of not only doing the shopping but making everybody happy, as she goes up and down the aisles, she'll smile at people. And even now, you know, with her mask on, she perfected the the the. Yeah. Uh, the
2: We're still wearing masks here. In smi- yes, we are.
0: The smile <laughs> the with the eyes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so cool you know power. she makes everybody she makes everyone happy i i love people but like i just want to get in the supermarket in and out and not make anybody happy i just to me i just don't want people to like get me upset before i leave you <laughs> that's fine yeah. <laughs> so, so we're different like that you know i remember when i was like when we were in our teens and uh, You know, we would cut when like I'd be with my friends and especially like when we were in camp on the off day, we'd go around and we kind of have the camera and we would go into a gas station and just go over to a random stranger and be like, you know, can you say shalom Aleichem, you know, for the camera or, you know, always interacting with that. And then, I don't know, I would say for me, I kind of, you know, then started questioning, do strangers, do they really want to interact, maybe, you know, just people want to be, you know, to themselves. So I wonder from all these videos, like your experience, do you get the sense, because again, obviously we see from the videos, you know, what you choose to share. So I guess I'm asking kind of behind the scenes, do you get the sense that strangers really want to be interacted with, that they're open to sort of getting their mood changed by a stranger on the street, just doing, you know, positive things?
1: Great question. I, I, I sense, you know, I think part of the superpower is I have a good sense for people and energy, and I'm able to already like sort of feel out who's the right person to go over to and interact with. Um, and there are times when, and I'm actually going to get to your answer, but like there are times when I do... Um, your question. When I, there are times when I go over to somebody and they don't want to be on camera, but they want to engage in the interaction or the question that I'm posing. So like, oh, I don't want to be a camera, but let's talk. I'm like, let's go. You know, let's like, turn off the camera. I'm like ultimately I'm also all about, I'm, I'm not just doing it for the camera. I want to also like shift people's consciousness or hear a new perspective and connect in that manner. So that, so that's, that, that happens also a lot of the time. And then, yes yeah, sometimes people are like, oh my God, I don't want to be part of this. Please turn it off. And, and like, of course, apologize and, 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 and make them feel good about it because we're not here to make anybody feel upset. Um, but ultimately, I think when people leave their house, uh, they, we're used to routine and we're used to, you know, just going through the motions of life in a sort of robotic way. Um, what, I, what I guess what I try to do at times, depending on the, on the video or the interaction, is to shake that up and to throw in a little curveball. Like something for me, one of the biggest joys of my day is if I do end up doing something that I didn't think I would do that day. And I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for all humanity here, but I think there's always some sort of, you know, openness and yearning, even though it may be buried deep, deep inside, but we're all, we all were a child once. We were all very much connected to our source once. We all knew what we wanted at once. We always want, we always, you know, had this ability to play very easily. And yet in life, you know, hardship comes and challenges come and we put up the defenses and we have more walls and here we are today. So I try to tap into that inner child and I want to just play with you for a second or remind you of the inner child. Cause we all have that, you know, in that, that, that inner child work. When we sometimes get triggered, what's a trigger It's we're usually touching on some old wound from back in the day, you know? And so it's, so it's usually, so there's a lot of healing, a lot of growth and a lot of play that's still yet to be. So that's something that I try to interact. So I think to answer your question is yes. Um, Some people are just a little further, you know, disconnected from that place. And, uh, and that sort of reflect on how that interaction goes and that's okay. You know, we'll just, we're here to play on the light the world, you know, the world's a playground and Mm. I'm here, I'm here to do it.
0: I guess you, you probably agree with that.
2: Yeah, I very much agree with that. And I find like recently I've been, I've been running a program that I've been shipping out a lot of boxes. And so I've been at the post office very frequently. And the post office is like one of those places. Like I literally have to do a meditation before I go in because I just know the type of people that are behind Like DMV yeah Yeah. okay so I haven't been to the DMV in a while but the post office I've been there every day and I feel like I've already like at this point it's already become like something that I look forward to because uh it becomes like a fun challenge mm-hmm. like how how am I going to connect with this other person who mm. has every like there's so many reasons that she doesn't she's showing that she really has no interest in connecting but I would say like it's usually a success. Like I've had many different people at the counter. But when you come in, and you're just trying to connect with them and be nice, and they, they give you every reason to like just be in a rush and feel uptight. But when you just like pause, and you can find something to compliment them on and just connect with them or ask them how their day is going, or you know, I think I mean, I've seen it like I would say like ninety nine percent of the time, like they really, they really appreciate it. I think mm-hmm. they really, they really do appreciate it, and it's 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 uptight. Like the post office is not, it's just the whole atmosphere is like it's uptight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think when when you start breaking the mold and you respond in a, in a more calm manner, there's no resistance to like what the person's putting out there and like what, but you're not reacting in the way that most people do. It just sort of shocks the system and then gives ability for, some, for something new to be created instead of just the same monotonous routine. Tool, toll booths on the highway are a great place for me to do that, too. And I just pause, stop, you know, in that short exchange. It's, you know, the, the, we always say how we don't know the ripple effect of kindness, but um, it, it's it's a real thing. It's it's a, it's a real thing. I've, I've seen that with the Super Soul Party um, and also in different ways where, like, someone threw I say I created a video, video, went viral, then I get a message like two weeks later from someone who was in the video and they'll like share like how like that day changed your day, you know, and how it just transformed. So it's cool to get a little insight into like, wow, just one small action could go a whole long way. And if we just recognize the power that we have, I think it's when we lose the, when we lose in touch with ourselves, with our essence, with our soul and realize what are we? Like, who are you? You're you're literally a partner in creation. You have the ability to create, um, it's when the self-doubt, the Yitzhar, the evil inclination, you know, distracts us is where we can spiral out into dismay, despair, and self-pity. And that's depression. And that's and that's everything that Rabbi Nachman's trying to fight. You know, it's like, oh, don't fall into that. That's, that's that's not that's not great. And again, you know, mental health, you know, shout out, like it's okay to feel depressed and sad and all that, but also know there's definitely tools out there to uh, to work your way out of it. Do you do you
0: think and maybe this is my own personal, you know, in, insecurity. But you know, a lot of the the videos that you're doing, again, you, you're you're on the street, and I guess you will somewhat attract people who are open to coming over to you. So maybe they're they're kind of in that space. Um, Imagine, let's say, you know, going into a, a, an office building in, you know, like downtown Manhattan, where people really take themselves very seriously, suits and ties, and you did it a little bit with the with the uh, slapping five New York, because you definitely, you know, but do you find Do you feel that that sort of environment, you know, you mentioned Wall Street in one of your previous answers, Or do you find, do you think that that environment where people are so locked in, really taking themselves seriously, you know, um, do you feel that you would be as successful in that, and maybe you've done a video like that there, I don't know, that you'd be as successful with that demographic kind of opening them up?
1: yeah I mean i've in multiple videos i've I've interacted with people in suit and tie, so to speak, uh, more uptight you know from the at least external um point of view, but then again you'll find you'll have begin a conversation with a Wall street finance guy and then realize his dream is to be a comedian you no. know? <laughs> so like so you never know it's like we're so quick know. to judge from the external costume that someone's wearing for that day um where like so it's i I've come to realize that never assume another like you know lesson I've learned from being on the street for many hours and interacting with so many various people is that usually I get so surprised by like, oh, I expect a certain reaction from a certain type of person because of the way they're dressed and it'll be totally something different from the pitch of their voice, how they carry themselves, what they're interested in. <laughs> so I just get continued and reminded that like, it's, we're so quick to judge because we need to like, you know, our mind needs to like, sort of like, put into a box of this existence of, of reality. Like, oh my God, there's so much happening around us. We so have to move, maneuver in a certain way and this is how I show, show up. But ultimately there's so many different types of humans out there with so many different types of experiences. And there's so much like pre- judge, just remind myself not to judge, not to judge, not to, and just be open to whatever it is. So the answer is yes. i, I definitely feel like going to an office which I've done in the past um, where, and people interact and wanna have fun and want to enjoy. Of course, I may tailor it in a way that is respectful for the energy of that space. But there's always and there's always something to like to to interact with and play and to be open because, again, it goes back to the fact that p- most people want to be seen felt seen and heard, mm. and uh, and that's and and that's and that's what we got you know we try to do I think a lot of, the um. Issue we have with uh, young teens, Gen Z today is that we don't they don't get they don't feel like they're being seen and heard in many ways. And so it's uh, I think a great teacher, someone who's a teacher, and educator has the ability to even though they're teaching to 20, 30 kids is that they make their their, they they allow their uh, students to be seen and heard, whether it's during class after class. But I think that's the magic, the real sauce that happens uh, where like true love and compassion, like a lot of like hardship, addiction, and, uh, and this connection could be perhaps at least, uh, you know, those numbers could, could drop a little bit if we just spend a little more time on that.
0: I love it. I love it. Mary, if you have a few more minutes, I always like to spend the last couple of minutes together just kind of life hacking and just hearing about the things that make you tick. My wife is reminding me that. So before we're out of time, can I just fire a couple of quick ones at you? Let's go. All right. If you had a day, if there is a certain daily, it could be weekly, but preferably daily, just a daily routine, something about your schedule that you say, this part, this aspect of my schedule, this contributes so much to my success, to my happiness, to what keeps me going, my own self care, whatever it is, but something about your daily routine that you absolutely love.
1: Oh, wow. I, I love, I love running, uh, no matter where, when, or the weather, that's a big oh. part of my self-care routine. <laughs> running, I we were made and... from the same cut. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. You're a runner as well.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Love that. Love that. Love that. Yeah. I've recently gotten, I'm starting to obsess around, uh, ultra marathons now. I just did my first marathon in New York Mercidian I haven't run my a... first
2: marathon yet. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. All right. Soon enough. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, running and then connecting with a good friend at least a day is very important for me Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and you have those you have good friends like that
1: yeah 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 nice I think I'm very wealthy in that department
0: that's beautiful that's beautiful how do you is there a specific book or a specific influencer a specific teacher a specific podcast something that you feel has given you tremendous inspiration that has guided you that continues to guide you along the way
1: uh, it's a great question. I I pull, you know. I, I believe everybody should have a, a, their starting five in life, and that's you know their 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 core crew, their their team. That, and that can range from the rabbi, mentor, therapist, good friends, their routine or hobby, but something that you know that that they can lean on on a daily basis. Uh, so for me, it pulls from a, co- a couple of different places. Um, right now, I'm getting a lot of inspiration. I'm really enjoying uh, the two books that i'm reading one is uh the gates of trust and another one is uh the spirituality of imperfection those are two great books that i'm reading right now that i'm really enjoying and then i i'm a fan of uh of yy jacobson remember why he's a he's a friend and i re-
0: i think you guys are made of the same cut really i don't know you, the same couple you run, <laughs> you smile at strangers and you both like yy jacobson uh, there come you on
1: go Saul, Saul siblings right here there you go <laughs> <laughs>
0: That, that's amazing what, that's gets, am- what, He's what like gets my you running going?
1: partner yeah that, yeah was he cheering for you on the side is that, is <laughs> pretty always- much
0: <laughs> no i'm not the running partner yway jacobson is the running <laughs> no. partner
1: yeah. yeah 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 oh i love listening to his podcast well yeah
0: very very nice very nice mayor this was this was wonderful wonderful i loved it we so Give a message, just a general message out to our listeners, out to the audience, out to the world, to the planet. The message of Mayor k This is what you want all of our listeners to take with them after they showed up this podcast. What do you tell them?
1: Oh uh, man. Uh the world is your dance for. So never stop dancing.
0: Mm. Where can we find you? Where could they find more of you? Where first of all, where could they dance? We didn't even get to discuss your music at all and your music video that's out there is there more music on the way by the way
1: there's definitely more music coming yes working on uh on a personal personal level yet working on another uh two dance tracks really excited to uh hopefully have um one of them out soon so stay tuned my music can be found on spotify and music videos i'm always involved with a couple projects some of them are cooking right now um and um so there's that. And to go back, I'll throw in also another one is this, you matter. I think there's a, that's so important that just for people to know that you matter. Um, and if there's any doubt around that, let this be your the sign for the day is that you matter. And you, uh, yeah, you have a light and a gift in this world that we want to hear from and need, and need you here. So um, thank you
0: check mayor out check out his video about hugging people when when he goes out and hugs people with bubble wrap check out the one about i'm a jew right the, the I'm, I'm a jew give me a hug um uh, so many the dance parties in the subway so many great videos mayor yeah, youtube is that me. the place Mankind
2: kindness i want to say i um this program that i started when when covid hit i started a program for teenage girls um where we're really it's called metamorphosis we're striving to help them step into the best versions of themselves in becoming stepping from me to more and one of the things that we focus on becoming is uh the let we do more brave more positive and more kind and um we do zoom parties together we have whatsapp groups we've created communities of girls from really all across america and um i like to show little clips and Really, like all all the kindness clips are your clips. So thank you so much for those. They're fantastic.
1: Awesome! Wow, that's that's great to hear. I'm happy to be of service in that. Yeah, way.
2: beautiful. And beautiful. to all of
0: our listeners, if you want to pick up your day, I mean, just go on to Mayor's YouTube, and you will be. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll just get in a good mood, and you'll be inspired. Just you know, give it 10 15 minutes.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate. It. Yeah, you can check out at Mayor K on social media platforms M E I R K A Y. And uh, it's, a real, it's a real pleasure and privilege to, to have this conversation with you both. Keep
0: on doing what you're doing. Wishing you so much blessing. I hope that one day we'll meet in person. I'd love to give you a hug, preferably without the bubble wrap, but you know what? Whatever floats your boat if you prefer. But really keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing, amazing things, and we are really big fans.
1: Big Thank fans. you so, so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast and you can always go to rabbishlomo.com for more great content and resources and to connect directly with me.